0: Hey, Wayne, have you ever felt embarrassed or ashamed about anything, my friend?
1: Well, unfortunately, more times than I care to mention. And when I did, though, Percy, I never felt as if I were in control of the outcome during those moments. Well, you know,
0: this is exactly how a lot of cancer patients feel when they're diagnosed with this disease. And that should not be left unaddressed. Today, I want to have a conversation. Let's talk about this.
1: All right, let's do. Pastor P is going to discuss how not to allow cancer to make you feel ashamed. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Pastor P, Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I gotta ask you, Percy, I know you're a pastor, but where do you come up with the ideas for these programs? This this conversation today is gonna be very meaningful.
0: It it really is, and again, all I can say with all humility, it's the anointing and the Spirit of God that generates and inspires thoughts in my consciousness that then takes me back to the Word, and then once I can associate a, a spiritual and scriptural principle to that, then I'm able to kind of build out a thought. And that, you know, it's sort of like how people write songs and music yeah, and that sort of thing, true, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's exactly like that. And uh, and I'm grateful for, for the opportunity to be used by him in that regard.
1: Well, I know it also comes from many years of experience with patients and with families and caregivers that really have given you a perspective that is pretty unique, I got to admit. Well, no question about that, because the you know, the treasure
0: trove, if you will, for lack of a better analogy, that I then kind of pull and glean from is all of the years of of conversations and prayers and uh attending and talking to people's pastors and their and et cetera, you know, is just sitting there with regard to reference points that then can be built out and spoken to in a very genuine and, and authentic way. And so Uh, I thank God every day for for the experiences. And, you know, I I thank God for all of those people who have invested uh, their lives to me and have allowed me to experience that with them. And so uh,
1: I'm a a grateful man at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Well, before we start talking about not letting cancer bring shame to our life, let's talk about the question of the week that we're asking our listeners. Absolutely. So the question of the week is as follows.
0: Has there ever been an occasion... That something out of your control, out of your control, made you feel ashamed. And how did you manage getting over that? I want to read it again. Has there ever been a time or an occasion that something was out of your control and it made you feel ashamed? How did you manage
1: getting over that feeling or Mm -hmm. that situation? And uh, take time to think about that, even as you listen to our conversation to come about this topic. And I, th- I think the Lord gave you some answers there to share with mm-hmm. us, if you don't mind. We often ask these questions we do each week, as a matter of fact. Recently, we asked, who along the way in your life inspired you to be more Christlike and how? And a listener in St. Louis, Missouri said, as strange as this may sound, even though I'm an adult with family at this point, my freshman high school teacher inspired me to be a person of excellence in everything that I did get this, by requiring all his students to be there on time, have their books covered neatly, and always have two pencils, pens, and a clean notebook before entering his room. There are many things Christ has done for us, but there are also things that require of us to stay in the will mm-hmm. of God. So just an example of being orderly was a, was a witness to this person. Yeah, it was. And that's a powerful testimony because Christ can can give
0: us examples and use any scenario or anyone to help build us up uh, in the essence and the quality of God. And I really appreciated that statement. Thank yep. you so much from uh, St.
1: Louis, Missouri. Yep. Well, open God's Word before we go any further here today, if you would.
0: So Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Philippians, the first chapter, verses 19 through 20. And it reads as follows. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Verse 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And again, I want to repeat I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed. And that's what we want to talk about today is the dynamics of cancer trying to psychologically or emotionally make people feel ashamed and how we can counteract that so that we can and you can continue to move on with the things of God.
1: We'll get there in just a moment, but if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's get into this conversation here today. Do cancer patients and their caregivers experience a sense of shame for being stricken with this disease, and what are some of the effects? You, yes,
0: Wayne, they do in many, many cases, and and
1: certainly with that,
0: those facing cancer may, in cases, feel marginalized internally and socially. And so, when we understand this, and it's one of the reasons why, in many cases, people don't want to talk about when they have cancer; they won't mm-hmm. share that information. Mm-hmm. And again, people are some cases are private. Yeah, we understand that. To, sure. Yep, and I can. But in in some cases, and in many cases, it's because they are ashamed. And they feel bad and they, and, and, and they are trying to kind of keep that close to them. And so this stigmatization can leave individuals in many cases feeling isolated, which is far away from others, places or people like sitting on an island. Hmm. And then they can feel vulnerable, yeah. you know, susceptible to harm or attack. And then they also feel afraid, unpleasant emotion caused by something that can be dangerous or appear to be dangerous to one. And then lastly, disempowered, which makes a person or a group feel less powerful or not feeling confident at the end of the day. Hmm. These are all real emotions and perceptions that cancer patients and their caregivers actually can go through. And that's why we wanted to have this discussion about not allowing cancer to make one feel ashamed.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you bring this up. It's, it's not something I had considered before, but you see this as a, as a real thing. It happens in people. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, let me
0: read you some statistics or some data that I was able to gather. According to uh, the Research Triangle Institute or RTI, uh, this is what uh, I pulled an excerpt and a quote from. It says disease or health specific stigma is defined as a social process or related personal experience characterized by exclusion rejection or blame that results from experience or reasonable anticipation of an adverse social judgment about a person or group identified with a particular health problem. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. The RTI furthermore states about 60% of patients reported experiencing stigma and over one third of patients and caregivers had internalized stigma. The findings indicate that fatalistic beliefs about cancer are prevalent and basic education about cancer for the general public patients and caregivers is
1: required. Fascinating.
0: Well, yeah, this is an unbelievable, and to your point, there's probably not a lot of conversation that addresses this, but the study written by the national center uh, for biotechnology information or NCBI uh, also said that identity threat and stigma in cancer patients that individuals should also read and take a look at. It gives some amazing information that would just jar our thinking to tell us we need to think about this. And in this particular case, we want to discuss how possibly to counteract those feelings of internalization.
1: Yeah, perhaps there's someone listening who feels stigmatized by cancer or ashamed in some way, or perhaps they're the caregiver of someone and they've observed this. Let's, let's get some help to them. Well,
0: you know, let's first revisit our spiritual nugget because on this show we always start with the Word of God as right. our foundation. So uh, Philippians one verses nineteen and twenty basically said, and then extrapolates, you know, three dynamic spiritual principles that can help us uh, possibly to destigmatize or not be ashamed for having cancer. Okay. So I'm going to reread that. Uh-huh. Philippians one nineteen verse twenty, and it says, "For I know." Uh, that through uh, first principle, your prayers, and number two principle, God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have, in principle number three, a sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. So, We want to talk about uh, the prayers, uh, God's provision of the Spirit, and then we want to highlight sufficient courage that is highlighted in this particular passage of Scripture and use that as our speaking point for today.
1: All right. Well, let's start
0: with the prayers. So with that, three keys to help one not be made ashamed. Having the prayers of the saints. Paul said that I know because I have your prayers, Uh, he says, uh, this is talking about the companionship of like-minded believers in unison on one's behalf. Mm. You know, as Christians and as church goers, I, I'm sure that you'll attest to, we're very quick uh, to say, hey, I'll be praying for you, you know, yep. uh, keep me in your prayers. Right. And in some cases, it's it can become more of a salutation than an actual uh, activity, you know. You're absolutely but, correct. <laughs> and so we wanna talk about the power of that because Paul highlighted right off the top that it is because of the prayers of the saints, something is going to work on my behalf. And so, uh, you know, for those of us who are moviegoers, uh, some of us will remember the great movie that uh, Tom Hanks was in called Castaway. Oh yeah, huh? And and you know, Tom Hanks was you know so he was secluded on an island by himself uh, after his plane crashed and etc. And what Tom Hanks depicted in this movie that I thought was so powerful. Is that he created a companion that he could talk to, that that he felt that he would receive some type of energy from. Of course, it was all in his mind and his imagination, but he created this out of a physical volleyball, and he and he he named him Wilson. Wilson, as you of course, we yeah,
1: we all remember Wilson.
0: But we remember all through the aspect of this movie, Wilson became a psychological and emotional partner that he relied upon, that helped him to stay grounded. To maintain some sense of sanity and balance, and so uh, when we talk about the metaphorical Wilson, let's talk about what we have access to as believers. If we belong to a local church, uh, those that we go to church with, the saints that we have, people that we know uh, who trust and believe in God, that you know, there's something to be said about being connected to others that will speak together on our behalf, speaking and talking from the same page. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing when we say we're praying with and for one another. We're talking and we're speaking to God. And from the same page of hope and expectation and strength, there's something to be said about speaking in unison with someone else who's in agreement with you. You know, uh, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So when we talk about the prayers of the saints, uh, let's think about it from this perspective. We're speaking together on behalf of one's best interest, and we can find strength and courage and the ability to work through the mental and the emotional uh, and, dare I say, physical rigors of being a cancer patient that won't leave us isolated, that can then potentially make us feel ashamed. And then when we go from there, we talk about gathering or fellowshipping together. Uh, Tom Hanks needed a companion, someone that he could fellowship with, someone that he felt like was with him that did not allow him to feel like he was all by himself. And so engaging and interacting with one another for a common cause and purpose. And so when we gather together at church, when we join together, when we hug and kiss and when we greet each other and we meet one another, when we sing the Psalms and when we sing the hymns together, we're fellowshipping all fellows in the same ship I was once taught. And when we come collectively together on the behalf of getting into the presence of God, and this is true, there's an energy, there's a force, there's a power that we feel that when we are in the collective presence of God, that does something for us. It lifts our spirits. Uh, It helps to uh, eliminate and take burdens off of our shoulders that we came in heavy and downtrodden, but we got into the presence of the Lord. But we were in the in the the fellowship of the congregation of the saints, and so Paul is helping us to understand that when he says the prayers of the saints, he's talking about being able to speak together and to gather together and fellowship together, and then thirdly, pulling together hmm. in the same direction. All fellows pulling in the same direction. I think of a tug of war scenario that you have to have everyone pulling and exerting their strength and their energy all in the same direction, encouraging and cheering one another on to move in a central direction. That's what Paul is talking about when he makes the reference to, uh, I know that the prayer, your prayers are going to help me. They're going to benefit me at the end of
1: the day. Well, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is in Hebrews where it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward Mm. love and good deeds. I mean, that is what you're talking about. And this is the point of the
0: exercise. So at the end of the day, we're not going to allow cancer to isolate us like in a dead end of an alley and make us feel like, you know, there's nothing we can do and we're going to hide in shame and we're going to hide, you know, we're going to pull the drapes closed and we're going to let the shade down. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, uh, we will not allow cancer to make us ashamed because we're going to utilize first and foremost uh, the prayers and the presence
1: of the saints. Well, that's the first principle that uh, comes from this passage in Philippians 1, having the prayers of the saints. We'll talk about two more principles here with Percy in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, we talked about the first principle from Philippians chapter 1. Let's talk about principle number 2, receiving provision by God's Spirit. So well, let's go back to Philippians so we can put this into context. So he first said, for I
0: know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit. So let's talk about this. The Spirit of God is is an ever-present help in our time of trouble, as we understand it, that is not limited by time or space. I want to repeat this again. Receiving provision by God's Spirit. The Spirit of God is an ever-present help in our time of trouble that is not limited by time or space. And this is important to understand. And again, when we are in states that we feel conflicted or we feel isolated or we're confused or whatever that negative dynamic is, we have access to God's spirit, which is everywhere. It's not limited uh, to just a church facility or to uh, an altar call. it's right. just not it's not limited to any any environment. That we can access God's Spirit at any point and at any time, and that we can draw upon that, that we can call upon the Lord. When I first started in the business of healthcare, I remember making the the presenting the argument to some to some you know intellectuals that at the end of the day, uh, no one who has a faith in God needs your permission to get a prescription to call upon the name of the Lord. They mm-hmm. have access to Him anytime and at any place. Mm-hmm. I don't need a script for that. I don't need your permission. I don't need you to allow me rights to do that. I can do that in the privacy of my heart anywhere and at any time. And Paul understood this and as we know Paul was uh conflicted uh with many challenges and circumstances. He was bitten by a snake. He was handed over a wall in a basket. You know, uh he was shipwrecked. But Paul understood that he had direct access to the spirit of God. And so Ephesians 3.14 helps us to really understand this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. Now listen to this, Mm -hmm. in your inner being, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. In other words, that we have access to God that can then impact us within our inner being. We do not need external circum- favorable external circumstances. And on, on that note, nor anyone's permission to access God's spirit that can come and uh, impact us in our inner man, that then will allow us to see the breadth, the length, the depth. The, the full measure of the love of God and the love of Christ that can establish us and reinvigorate us and, dare I say, help us re-identify who we are despite having a cancer diagnosis. Hmm. We will not allow cancer to make us ashamed, why? Because we are the righteousness of God. We are the children of God. Uh, As one preacher said many years ago, we are a king's kid, hallelujah. (laughs) And there is no king's kid that I know that hides behind the castle in shame. They get on a white horse and they put a sword in their, you know, in their holder and they walk out majestically in front of everyone because they understand that the family uh, reputation of the kingdom stands behind them. Today, we will not allow cancer make us ashamed because we have access to God's spirit that can work in our inner man that can strengthen us to do that which needs to be done.
1: Wow, that is such a powerful truth. What a provision of God made right for us, right in our inner man, God's spirit. Thank you for that, Percy. I I know there's more to come, but I just got to pause there for a moment. And the other thing I want to, I want to offer our listeners a free resource on this topic called Stepping Out from Cancer's Shadow. You've authored this, you're putting this together for our listeners' benefit, and um, maybe they were taking notes, maybe not, but much of what we're, we're talking about today is in this resource, right? That is correct, because cancer,
0: very much like Goliath, when he came to Israel, cast a huge shadow of fear, of doubt, and in some cases, a sense of invincibility. Well, we are going to step outside of the shadow that cancer tries to leave upon us to declare that at the end of the day, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And therefore, we're not going to hide in shame. And so this resource is going to be able to empower you. It's going to extrapolate a lot of what we're talking about today, add a couple of other things Mm -hmm. that you can download, that you can read, and and as important as that, that you can share with other cancer patients that will allow them not to be ashamed by the fact that they're dealing with cancer. As a matter of fact, they're going to be bold as a lion yeah. to declare the goodness of the Lord.
1: Well, if you're dealing with someone who you sense is feeling this shame of having this disease, uh, this can equip you to deal with that and to minister to them. So download this free resource, Stepping Out from Cancer Shadow, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, we've talked about having the prayers of the saints We've talked about the, the provision of God's Spirit. What a wonderful thing. Now there's a, one more principle that comes from this chapter in Philippians. That is correct.
0: So in verse 20, Paul says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage. At the end of the day, courage is not the absence of fear. So no. let me just kind of clarify that right now. Right. So in many times, people I think think of somehow I'm just not going to be facing or dealing with any issue of fear. Uh, Courage does not show up until fear first presents itself. Mm -hmm. So it gives an opportunity now for us to tap into another dimension and dynamic that allows us to work through the fear that is trying to cripple us. And so in this case, we now need to access supernatural courage, not your courage, Hmm. not your strength, and not your might, because there are some things that we simply do not have uh, the ability to muster up within ourselves. The Scripture tells us that it is not by power nor by might, but it is by God's Spirit that we are overcomers, and so courage is the ability to do something that frightens us, but there are times within our own human abilities or efforts that we simply cannot muster enough courage within ourselves to face our challenges. But as people of faith, we have access to courage that only comes from God, and therefore it is supernatural. It's above our natural of being. That's why it is supernatural. And today, beloved, I want you to be encouraged to understand that your challenges and your circumstances may be big, and they may be complicated but you do not have to live and hide in the shadow of your challenges, but you can rise above that to face and confront that because of the courage of the Lord that can work in
1: us via his spirit inside of our consciousness. Boy, this is so strong. You know, I I hope you're going to preach this sometime, right? (laughs) Absolutely, my friend. (laughs) Okay. But today in conversational form, how not to be ashamed by cancer. On, uh, on that issue of courage, there's got to be some great scripture that goes with that.
0: Well, we have, I think, probably one of the most courageous cats that I have ever read in the, in the Holy Scriptures, and that's Joshua, who had to come behind the great Moses. As we know, he was uh, Moses' understudy, and he had the daunting task of taking the nation of Israel and to cross over into the promised land and listen to what Joshua has to say. Joshua 1 and 9 says this, have I not commanded you? be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. At the end of the day, when you know that the creator of the universe that lives inside of you wall to wall and top to bottom, who goes before you, who stands around you and who is uplifting you is part of your process, then you can draw upon the courage that comes from the Lord, not from yourself. Because at the end of the day, this fight is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. And so take him with you Hmm. and allow him to go before you. But be reminded that God is an ever-present help in the time
1: of trouble. Wow. Be strong and courageous. Well, Percy, I'm going to circle back and ask our listeners to respond to our question of the week. Has there ever been an occasion that something out of your control made you feel ashamed? And how did you manage getting over it? Maybe now hearing this scripture as uh, Percy has presented it, has given you some clues on how to answer, how you'd like to answer. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and answer the question, has there ever been an occasion when something out of your control made you feel ashamed? And how did you manage Getting over it. We'd love to hear from you, and I assure you we are going to read these responses and perhaps we can share them on a future program. Health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, God bless you for bringing this to us, but I know you probably have some closing thoughts as well.
0: So, with that, as we, you know, that's been all of my time, and I thank you for yours. I want to remind you today, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians, for I know that through your prayers, the prayers of the saints, and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Mm -hmm. The apostle Paul fully expected not to be made ashamed of or by his circumstances, and so can you, because of the prayers and the fellowship of the saints, the unique provisions needed that will be supplied by the spirit of God, peace, joy, love, long suffering, and etc and his supernatural courage. When you have exhausted all of your own natural courage, lean upon the Lord today. We will not, you will not allow cancer to make you be ashamed, stand tall, and allow the Spirit of the Lord to go before you in all of your ways. This today is
1: the Word of the Lord. Amen. Amen, indeed. Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. What an encouraging conversation here today, Percy. Thank you for bringing it to us. And we're going to talk next time, another whole topic here. And I urge our listeners to join us. In the meantime... Why don't you rate and review this podcast at Apple Podcasts, at Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms that introduces new listeners to health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, brother, thank you for bringing this to us today, and we'll see you next time. Love you,
0: my friend, and I love you, our audience. Remember, we have work to do. You are precious in God's sight. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep chopping the
1: wood. God bless. Talk to you soon. And keep listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.